You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with James L. Mattern and Benji Suswine. So nervous now. I'm just always waiting for the clock. Like 24. Your favorite dun, Coldplay dun, song. Fox? It's a good song. Right. Coldplay's a band that when you admit out loud that you like them, people judge you, and then those people go home and go, yeah, I no, go no. get it. I go with a free ticket to the show, I too. never know what they're singing about. But do you know that about most most artists? Do you, you really kind of be like, saying? love, I got it. What do you think he's, <laughs> he's singing about love. <laughs> no, it's love. always like... <laughs> I think he's a deep dude. I got it. Yeah, I don't know. I heard him say like he writes his lyrics. He just like wakes up in the middle of the night and just jots random shit down. It's weird. Go listen. It. A lot go of people did that. What is your name I'm again, sure. sister? Oh, am I allowed to talk yet? I, w- I thought I was pretending not to be here No, yet. not until they start recording. <laughs> no, we are recording. <laughs> They're recording. Oh, we started. Well, we leave the mistakes don't in. Don't blow it. This yeah, is like old Neil Young it. and Crazy Horse yet. Records. We just, we, oh, he played a G when everyone else was playing an F. Fuck it. I just love that you've been researching Coldplay songs. Like you're, you're saying, like I'm, I'm not a, into I'm it, but like you're, like, you're like looking up, like how does he write his music? <laughs> yeah, that is funny. I heard that. Yeah, like your history of rock professor. Even For, those, I don't even think those exist anymore. No, I'm a fan. I just sometimes listen. I'm like I don't even know what he's trying to say. Well, I mean, honestly, like my age, right? Who's who's the hero for my my generation? Kurt Cobain. I'm sorry, Teen Spirit. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. It's just the title's awesome and the music's great. Mosquito, libido, mulatto. Really? Is that how I was feeling at, at 11 when that came out? Do you think I knew what libido or mulatto was at 11? Hate to break it to you. No. I knew mosquitoes because I lived in the desert. As long as it feels good. That's all that matters. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? That's what it's about, buddy. Don't let the lyrics get in the way of pour some sugar on me. Never have for me. Never have. <laughs> all right. So that was what we call... That's not a cold open. That's a whatever open. This is America's number one podcast, as voted on by Canadians. Lust for Life, James L. Madden. Um, this, is, this is a beautiful episode. It's going to happen. I'm looking at the hand of the king, the right hand himself. Guy whose hair is just unbelievable. Just, I'm so jealous of him. Coming back. He is Benji Suswine, a.k.a. Ace Sweet, Sweet, Sweet Wine. What a playboy. Great being here. I will clap. I will clap. Wow. Sit down, you guys, please. Yes, paint a Stay picture. Your seats. Paint a picture for everybody. Sitting in is the third mic. Part of the varsity of the third mics. One of the all-time... We were, eventually, we will start retiring third mics, numbers, and jerseys on the wall, like the Boston Garden, and you will be the first one. You will be our Bill Russell, the great John Laster, everybody. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's going to be exciting, buddy. Always is. Caught in the heat. You're sweating yeah. like you owe the mob money. Yo, I just fucking ran up the block, man. Trying to do too much today. And it's, it's humid as shit outside. And you know, I'm from Denver, so humidity just... Yes. I'm from a dry climate, so it just fucking eats me up. But it's super humid out there anyway. I, like I said earlier, I, off the air, I almost made the biggest mistake of my life. Um, how, really? This is the most unreasonable comment I ever said. Biggest mistake of my life. There's probably other ones. It's pretty good life. Um, yeah, it's one, a pretty good life. Yeah, once you hear this, I was going to wear like a long sleeve denim shirt today. And my roommate Greg goes, I'm sweating already. You yeah. should probably take that off and just get yourself a nice t-shirt. Whenever I see people with long sleeve shirts on in this weather, I'm like, they got track marks. <laughs> really? Right. That's what you're going with? I always think track you marks. Got, there's a reason. Yeah, you got wild track marks. I just like wearing long sleeves. I never wore long sleeves Not when for it's years. 80 and it's sticky right. out. It's literally sticky outside. Well, well, I looked at my fancy iPhone and the weather said like 73, but it was going to jump to 81. I'm like, yeah. I can survive, I well, can survive it, an hour, dude. The sun is sprinkling now, so it's, the heat just went up. And it, it rained all night last night, so yeah. yeah, it's nasty out there. The sun's sprinkling? It's starting to starting to come out a tiny bit. Is that a term for the coming up? Sprinkling. We just made that up I right like here it. on Lust for Life. I knew what he was saying. Son, yeah. yeah. Did you feel that? I felt it. Okay. See, it's, it's kind of like kind of like the music. If it, you feel it, then it worked. Yeah, the sun is a lot like Chris Martin of Coldplay. <laughs> you just gotta feel it, just man. Just gotta feel it, baby. If you feel it, then it worked. I mean, what? Isn't the sun yellow? And wasn't Coldplay's <laughs> first single yellow? Exactly. What the fuck is that about? Well, here's a weird thing. All right. So yeah. Um, we were talking about Coldplay to start the podcast, and um, we knew you were a fan, John. He <laughs> John fucks with fan. it. Yeah. John fucks with it. I listen. You know what's funny? I listen to everything, man. I mean, I'm not can't say I'm a Coldplay, but I listen to everything. I don't like top forty music. I listen to. I mean, you know, I grew up in the gangbang culture, so I listen to a lot of real violent rap music. Still, was, like was the old stuff. Shit. Yeah, 
I like how you throw violent in too. Like it'll I mean, never that's be. That's what it was, you know. I mean, we didn't listen to like, uh, you know, like uh, friendly, you know, pasta noose and them shit. It was gangster shit out west. But let me ask this: it, I grew up out west too. In between all the gangster stuff, you were still fucking with a little De La Soul and that everyone. Ah, saw. here and there. Isn't it funny? De La Soul was all about peace, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you like they grow up and you realize they're like dudes from Newark who probably would have robbed you. Like it was totally contradictory. No, they were from uh, Long Island. Were they? Yeah, so they wouldn't have robbed you. Because no one, there's no crime in Long Island. I mean, it's all safe there and picket fences. There's crime, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about crime. I'm talking about drive-bys, gang-banging, people getting their heads cut off. You know what I'm saying? That's where we was from. Well, that and, sounds more like Game was, of Thrones, but yeah, I don't know what's going was, on there. They look so wasn't cut from that cloth. Well, yeah. but later they started acting all hard. Which everybody is had to. Yeah, I feel like that's what everybody had to. Yeah. yeah, once they moved the needle, and you come in the goddamn, right. you come in the office, and they're like, "So, what's the next album gonna be about?" And they were like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this thing, going to Coney Island." <laughs> Motherfuckers, like, you know what? <laughs> Get that shit out of here. You can't be rapping about Coney Island. The label, the label wasn't putting the money up for that, so you had to say something about you had a pistol in the trunk. That's hilarious. You know who else is gonna go gangster? That's right, Coldplay. Coldplay's going gangster. I kind of telegraphed that one, but I just felt like let's just get some more <laughs> callbacks in it. That's, an That's how we're gonna. Yeah, all baby. Are we gonna stay away from Robin Williams? Yes. Okay. Cool. Why? I don't. I, I just. I'm not gonna talk about it. Good. I tell you what I Good. found interesting. Good. How fast it went from people saying nice things on social media to people getting upset about people going over the top about it. Like yeah. people like, I didn't realize every open micer was best friends with well, Robin Williams type well, of stuff. Yeah, this is what that's I, really astounded me. Well, they the cameras came here yesterday. Yeah, when I was doing the camp show and I didn't speak and it's like, uh, I was wanting to meet the dude because I just figured he's a cool dude, but like this is what I thought initially. Um, all like he's kind of been in the comedy circuit. A lot of comics used him as like a punchline for years, right? Because yeah. of stealing jokes, stealing, and he's always right. on. Right, and now. People that you know said all this horrible yeah. shit are now like on Facebook going, Hook made me cry. It's like, okay, dude. It's yeah. like, and they're using it for themselves. That I don't like, so I just stay away. Uh, and then people using jokes. Well, I like, I don't joke about the death, man. I, I just think that's really horrible. That's someone's parent. What, so. I saw somebody post, what is life going to be like without Robert Williams? <laughs> really? Are we doing that? Is and then that it's serious? the above and beyond that yeah. people have to like, right? Because it's so crazy and so shocking, they have to be like, "My life will forever be changed." <laughs> well, I've never mentioned his name once before. <laughs> never today. once before. <laughs> never saw Robin as your profile pick. Never. I will say this though: uh, right before I moved here, Richard Pryor died, and I Rich is I, different. I, Rich I lost is... like three family members within like six weeks. I think I cried harder that night for Richard Pryor, <laughs> and I'm somewhat embarrassed about that. Rich completely changed the whole the game. Yeah. There was Rich was Richard Pryor to me for comedy was like was um, synonymous to what NWA was to mm. to hip hop. That's very interesting. Once you opened up that can of worms, it was never the same. Yes. Once you realize I can say anything right. I want to, you can't put that back in the box. I think that's an important difference. He opened doors for people whose careers are only possible. Only prior. possible. You can't really say that. You can't say that about Rob Williams. No. He's super talented. One of totally. the most talented people ever, whatever totally. you want to say. But it wasn't a but game just, change. Right. Just in terms of like the history of the industry. But that like, also shouldn't take away that he's a good dude. Best who had dude. Kids. I've only heard yeah. nice I've things. I've only heard it's, wonderful things I'm, about him. But that's the thing, though, right? Everyone. And range from, from slapstick humor. You know what's so great funny? You know what, you know what my hashtag was? What's what? that? Never forget the range. Thank you, Benji. See? Boom. Spoken from a... a this, that. That's why I love this guy's comedy brain. Never forget the range. Never it was the range. range. It was the range it. that you should... Uh, yeah, for real, that you should fucking pay attention from to. From being like creepy, you know, one hour photo to like serious look at that. good look at, look hunting. At my, look at my, well, you, like, my Instagram. Well, you know when there's someone in the crowd it. acting a fool and looks there like they don't know. have confidence... I, I grab their arm and I tell them it's not the, it's not your fault like eight times I do that scene from Goodwill Hunt I go it's not your fault son I also put the rabbit hole is real on my Facebook but well, why would you yeah right you well I'm, I'm glad because he was a comedian that it's opening up the door for people to not do the dumb shit that they did with Amy Winehouse and you know some of the other people that die yeah. Like, oh, their life was going so good, and then they stumbled upon this super strong bag of heroin. Or, get the fuck out. Really? Really? Is that, you know, it's just a way to romanticize well, everyone the wants rabbit to. hole. Yes, everyone wants to. No, they were depressed. That's what happened. It happened. Yeah. People uh, act like it's shocking. And they were thinking to themselves right before they did it, you know what? 
I've been trying to beat off this addiction thing for so long. It's not been working. I'm tired. Why don't I just do all the rest of the shit on this counter and end it? Uh-huh. That was your real last thought. That was my thought before the paramedics came to get me three times. Jeez. Yeah, why don't I just do the rest of this shit? And then, you you know. Well, that's something we haven't talked about in the past <laughs> episodes. I don't think we're going to get into now because we're going to get in. But in I'm here, glad. But I'm three glad. times? Yeah, three times. And I just sounded like... Uh, the creepy dude at the end of Halloween. I shot him three times. Um, um, th- three. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll <laughs> we're going to tease that for next week, In everybody. other news. Yes. Right. In other news, um, my rent's going down. I don't know where we go from there. Really? Uh, down? No, I'm just fucking around. I just, I, what was I going to do there? Say I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Where are we, where are we going to go after I did what everything? I, what I was going to say is surprising. I don't know. Maybe this is me, but that it happened so late in his life. Like, he could have just moved to the woods, not spoke. He has unlimited money. He doesn't need anyone. Well, I think he wasn't doing good financially. That's why really? he took the TV show last year. Well, That's why he said interviews. And uh, I look at it like this. The How other, about Little Miss Sunshine? Well, like the old guy doing heroin. It's like, you know, well, the, you've already lived enough. You know what the other, what else did he the want? other thing was? He had checked back in. Uh-huh. So I don't think it's surprising that he did that late in his life because you do reach a point where you have to be sober if you're going to get to the next level. Yeah. And after you get to the next level, I could see myself later on in life being like, I'm fucking rich. Fuck it. Let me have right. a drink. And then you go back down. You already won. You spiral. Right. You already won. You spiral back down. And, um, and then you say, you know what, man? I got a rope somewhere in the garage. Well, this is good and dark today. I'm glad. I am so glad that you came here before an audition. All right, let's get I in here. Let's set this up. Yes. Um. Always I'm good. To talk now. You, yes. You awesome. could have talked. You could talk. Oh, no, I wanted to let you have your thing, and did then you, I'm a surprise. You, Ooh, I'm here now. Did you have a thing for Robin Williams? I I didn't have a thing for him, but yeah, of course I love Robin Williams. He's an amazing actor. Amazing. Great actor. He was amazing. That's the voice of Aya Cash. Everybody, my people. Cash. Give us some- is that your real last name? It is. I love that. What are you going to do? Write a, ch- write a check? Yeah. Straight cash, homie. Just make it out to cash? That's some Randy Moss quotes, my people. You um, had to deal with a lot of jokes when you were little with that name. Aya Cash? Uh, yeah, more like high school. Like, right. Aya the Bull is cashed, baby. Yeah. Like, yeah, but and I, more from Aya, actually. Like, I uh, forgot your name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. it. Are you going to use it this yeah. weekend? Yeah, great. I'm going to open with it this weekend. Sounds like your money. Aya Cash. Aya Cash. Right. Yeah, I always <laughs> like my name. I, I was like, this is a really good name, and now everyone thinks it's fake. Aya Cash. When they, you have a good name, people think that you sat there with like 10 people spitballing right. for like four hours. Focus groups and stuff. It's like, uh, <laughs> should I go with uh, Jenny Salmon? No. Should I go with this? No. Aya Cash. Eureka. Like, bullshit. Like, it's, that's my name. That's Maybe re- my that's... parents did that. Maybe they were like, Ooh. okay, what are we naming this child to make sure she's, you know. Are you named after anyone? No. Where's the name come from? Uh, it's something in every language, but uh, my parents wow. got it out of a Hebrew naming book because they thought it meant um, bird, and they had three sets of doves that nested in my mother's window box when she was pregnant. So they wanted to name, name me Bert. Seriously. That's amazing. Well, but then I went to Israel. No, then I went to Israel. And they were like, no, Aya doesn't mean bird. Aya means ouch. <laughs> and really? They called me, Aya, ouch. Like, yeah. ay, ay, ay. ouch, cash. <laughs> they called me Aya Koevli, which means ouch, it hurts. And I have like a really large tattoo of a hawk because like it was supposed to be this because like name? bird yeah. hawk. And, um, but it hurt. So I feel like I've like, covered all the spell? How do you spell Aya? A-Y-A. Oh, I, okay. You Googling me right now? You're like, who we're, the yeah, fuck we're Insta- is this? No, we're Instagramming. <laughs> I'm Instagramming. I, we know who you are. You're damn right we do, buddy. God damn right we know who you are. Aya Cash. Yeah. So, so let's talk about how this happened. Like three weeks ago, I came in here. I think it was an early show, Catch. Yeah. By early, I mean like 11.55, which is just insane. And uh, people are like, what, what have you been up to? And I'm like, I watched this amazing show this weekend. And it's the show that I is in. It's called You're the Worst, and it's awesome. And I heard it about it through a podcast I listened to on the Grantland Network. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out. They were like, it's a filthy rom-com. And I'm like, I'm not usually a rom-com dude, but it's like they said the word filthy. They described some scenes in it. And I go, <laughs> okay. And I'm watching on demand the first two episodes. And as I told everyone on this show, I was amazed because it's basically two people who um, really don't want to be in a relationship. They hate them. They don't believe in them. And they, of course, happen to start one and i'm watching it and my jaw is on the ground because it's kind of like what my situation was especially a few weeks ago it was like oh my god this is me i've said a lot of these things out loud there are also people who 
are kind of the worst. They have done horrible things. And it's just outstanding. And so I bring it up, and Catch is like, I know Aya. I'm like, let's make this shit happen. <laughs> so this is what, I mean, this is, ama- this is the American dream. This, this is, is the, the American this dream. This is why Don Colleone was on the boat at six years old. I this. knew there was a reason I took UCB 101 two years ago. It was for this moment. <laughs> so you could end up right here. Yeah, I was right. like, you know what? Someday I want to be right here. It's downhill from here. <laughs> it's, that's it. With these three Mama Lukes <laughs> staring at all these albums. All right, so let's talk about the show. Um, it's like really, I, I don't know, man. I, maybe I'm reading into it more. To me, it's very important because I feel like, and I think as the show uh, keeps going on after years, people are going to realize it. Like, Because I feel this is what people are going through with dating. People are so scared to date now and actually have feelings. I think that's a, a new modern thing. I think it's always been around, but I think it's been building. I think uh-huh. it's been building to a fever pitch. And now with technology, with your tenders and all that nonsense, and with texting, we don't really have to be people anymore for texting. Like, it's just Woody Allen lines to each other. And then people go on actual dates and stare at each other and don't know what to fucking say because all we've been doing is editing our words and sending texts and having our buddies around. Should I send this? Okay. <laughs> and so it's tough to be human now. And to me, right. this, show, this show really shows people being who they are in front of each other. And I find it important. I mean, is, do you guys have a sense of that there? Or is it just oh, like Oh, we think comedy? we're really important. Good. <laughs> I like go to work every day. I'm like, I am so fucking important. Um, I mean, you know, I think it's just good storytelling. I think like it, it stays true to life. And I think what's actually, what what's really exciting about it to me is just you never see... Uh, women and men behaving badly together. It's always sort of one is accountable to the other and like there's the nag and like there's real gender parity in this show and we're both terrible, horrible people. Horrible people (laughs) in the most wonderful way. Yeah, but but in a, in a, in a real way, and in a way that like that you do see the damage underneath, and but you don't have to sort of pander to the oh well like what happened to you as a child. It's not you know it's a comedy, yeah. um, but I, I do think there are glimpses of vulnerability, and you realize these are just two really damaged people um, who who fall in. I Gretchen would never say love, but who from an outsider I would say fall in love. Yeah, I mean. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a will they or won't they show. We we will like 30 seconds into the pilot. I mean, as you see. Yes. Do so you th- think you know. most people are tapping into what James was saying about the modern way people are interacting with their, I don't know, op- not necessarily opposite gender, but the people they're attracted to? Yeah. I mean, I think there's real fear of intimacy in our culture just in general. So, yeah. I mean, I think about like Louis C.K. has that bit about uh, like his kids with phones. Like you have to look at someone and be mean to them and see the reaction or else you don't. Yes. You don't learn that it gives a negative reaction. Um, So I do think like we're we're sort of a culture that hides behind our devices and things. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I, I think this show is is simply honest about what happens in life and everyone is damaged let's be honest we're all damaged right like to different degrees and in unique interesting ways but we're all damaged people and to sort of present people who are not is not true to reality yeah no i agree with that. or at least my reality i do agree with that the one thing i would say is there is something nice especially when you have to like break up with someone or have that awkward conversation for me i'm like you can text me I'm totally fine not having you're, that conversation. You're, you're fine with the with the text breakup? Oh yeah. What do I want to talk to you in person and have a, the most awkward conversation? In you want to cry alone? You want to yeah, be like just you be don't like, get hey, to see I don't me think cry. it's working out. Like okay, <laughs> give the K response. Really? I don't mind the phone. There. What do I need to be like? You don't mind the phone. I don't mind the phone. I've had to do the phone. I got yeah. Well, you have once. to do exactly. Yeah, I got to. Or then you got to do it in person. You can't even do it over the phone. You're like, come on. Why are there rules now? I, can't we just be miserable alone? <laughs> Well, that should be the quote was, of the week, my I don't, friend. I'm not. I'm not for the the, the text breakup. You don't. You know why? No, but I. But I definitely must have some intimacy issues because fucking relationships just don't work out for me. Man. How about and I'm asking wondering out? If it right. even, I'm really starting to wonder if it even matters anymore. I might just breed and just call it a day. Well, but really? that's, well now well, you want kids. I'm I'm thinking about it because once the money flows, then I'm cool. I mean, I I, I just didn't want to be. No, really, I you just, just don't want a woman. You what's want a the job no, or a I man? Mean, I, I'm no. I mean, don't do that. Um, 2014, just, sir. Right. We're just saying you got options. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying I I do want a woman, but I just don't even know that it's possible because I'm starting to think that, like, I've been kind of single esque for so long that it's like maybe that's maybe some people are that. 
Or the forever yeah. single? Yeah. Well, I hate to point out to maybe you. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just one of those people. People who usually say that within three weeks bump into someone on accident, and right. then two months later, like, man, I can't do that. I got to go to Coney Island with uh, Jenna. It's <laughs> like I've seen it happen too many times to count. Well, good. He and wants it happened that, to me. So and it happened to me. I would be cool it. with that. Yeah. There you go. I, I was. What about yeah. being single? You think would go away if you had a relationship? What about being? What about being single that you love so much that if you had a relationship you wouldn't have that that you feel I got to remain single my whole life? It's a very good question. Um, That's why he's the hand of the king. It's <laughs> not even that. I mean, if I found somebody, then I found somebody. So I don't know that it's about something. You're saying single. you don't want the pressure to have to find someone. No, I'm just saying that I don't. I might be so comfortable in this lane that that might be that might be where I'm at. Do you get lonely? <sighs> So, I you're like old school I, Larry I, I, King right you know now. What? That's what I, this is like 87 you know, Larry King. I love this comedy podcast. We're talking about addiction. Yes, We're talking like about killing loneliness. yourself. I, 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 track marks. <laughs> I, track don't forget the track marks. Paramedics. Come on, get out the long sleeves for all of us. I, Let's I, hide I, them all. I think I think I would get lonely even if I was in a relationship. I don't Ooh. think that lonely is. Okay. That's true. Right? That's that I've, been, I've been in a relationship for almost 10 years since still. I was a child. Yes, yeah, still. Still. And um, you do, you get lonely, and and not one person can ever right. get all serious and shit. Exactly. Um, but not one person can fulfill you. You you can't put a person in that hole in your soul. Exactly. <laughs> you Have you ever thought about ending it, or you're committed 100%? Of course. And so is he. I mean, mm. you know, years. 10 years. You Fine. go through a lot. And what you kept go it going? Period. You know, I really like the person I'm with, like as a human being. And I have a lot of faith. I have more faith in him than I do in me wow. just as a human. And I feel like Hope I've always listening. been like, whenever, <laughs> whenever I've been like, mm, I need to get out. I'm like, mm, he deserves me to work a little harder to stay in this. Oh. And then we get through it. And then you go and you have nice, you know, months where everything's and easy. Then and then you have Coney a month. Yeah, and then you go to Coney <laughs> Island. I've never been to Coney Island. Then you end up at Coney Island. <laughs> Jenna. Live remote episode next week. We're Coney Island. It. The four of us. Bring your date. Yes. Bring your date. Oh. And I'll be there by myself. No, you'll find some. Here's the thing. Like what you're saying, and I think this is this ties into the show, right? People, because they fail relationships, just think they can't work. Um they're they're designed not to. Like you're only designed to have one. You're only right? You get married once and stay forever. That's like the old school way of doing it. But even those end. But yeah. like the batting average of relationships are horrible. Terrible. You wouldn't even get past single A baseball if, if that was your batting average. Like, they're not. I had to have this talk with the girl I'm going on with now. It was like two weeks, awesome, everything's beautiful. And she's like, I just don't believe in these things. I don't think they work. And I go, well, good, because they, they usually don't. Right. And if you embrace them and enjoy them for what they are in the moment, then you can get out of it what you're supposed to. I mean, that's the. Everyone feels so much pressure. And then as we all get older, because uh, uh, Ponce de Leon was, uh, was a fib and we're not getting younger, <laughs> um, we're, everyone's feeling pressure. It's like, oh my God! Now I'm this age. I better start I getting a family. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm feel doomed. any damn pressure. He, yeah, we got here. He's saying he wants to. I don't be, feel any pressure. That I'm, I don't. Yeah, single his whole life. But to one point, you wanted when you said the old school way. You're with one person your whole life. And to make a call back to Coldplay. Let's call back <laughs> to Coldplay. <laughs> Wait, I know what that is because I took UCB 101. Oh. Oh. And we're gonna do some yes ands later too. Yes. And we're gonna do some uh, zip zap zap. <laughs> Main guy broke up with was it Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow. And the point she made was that in modern times, we're not meant to be with one person anymore. We're living longer and maturing and growing our whole lives. So maybe now we're supposed to have multiple relationships with multiple different people throughout our lifespan. I think trying to put any of this on anyone is bullshit because I feel like there is no should. It's whatever works for you and like whatever makes you happy. And ultimately, it's hard to be in a relationship and it's a lot of fucking work. And sometimes you don't want to put that work in. Right. And sometimes it's, you want to put work then. into other things right. instead of a relationship. It's whatever, you know, the, this whole like, oh, we we live longer now, so we're not meant. Marriage was not a romantic notion back in the day. That so that's another thing that's changed. It's all the, that's it's whatever works point, for you. Right? Yeah. Wasn't it just like, uh, hey, you have a daughter, I have a son, five years. Okay. Yeah. Give me a dowry. And give me some of those goats. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I have corn, you have goats. So let's Let work get, it out. Exactly. Get three yeah. of those goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you got a daughter, but what about those goats? <laughs> what about those goats, though? It becomes like the NBA draft. We're working trades. I'll yeah, give you seven man. bushels right. of corn. <laughs> Is corn in bushels? Catch, do we know that? Uh, I'll look it 
I trust you. You know, you, know, you know what else the other thing is? I don't know any friends. I don't know any guy friends of mine that are married that are happy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not saying that like in a fucked up way. I'm saying it in a good way. That it's another thing that made me say I'm happier than all of them. That is a good way. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, but the, you and all you... of them, all of them would tell you John is far happier than all of us. And you think they would be happier if they wouldn't if they weren't married? I think that there's financial. They're tied up financially, so it's it. It's almost extremely difficult to break up after a certain amount of time after yeah. you after your finances and homes and kids are involved and all that oh yeah it becomes you know what i mean very tricky 100%. to unravel all that shit Can you I know just... it's like a fucking pair of fucking headphones like it's right. a lot of work to, up. To, yeah to untangle <laughs> that mess i didn't realize marriage and headphones were so yes, synonymous yes um this is perfect because th this the words coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. No, no, no. And that um, has nothing to do with the number of women I slept no, with. No, not at all. I wasn't going with that That's there. where he's going. I wasn't going with that. Is that the water? It's called a shock of corn. Thank you. <laughs> a sh shock or shuck? Shock. A shock? Shock of corn? I think we need Sounds to get like a... shock of It's a shock of con of corn. <laughs> of course, of Rufus corn. did not get in there. Um, this is what's crazy. Just as I'm watching um, I Is Wonderful Show... You're the worst, and my jaw is dropping. Um, my jaw is dropping now because you sound exactly like my girl in her arguments uh, initially as we started getting back together. Um, How old is your girl, though? Because that's what I sounded like when I started. I mean, I told my husband, I was like, he was like, I don't know if you're the one because he's older than me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I'm the one, I need to have sex with a lot more people before we yes. end up together. Like, I'm a child. You can't. And I don't My parents have five marriages between the two of them, and I didn't want to oh, get wow. married, and I didn't. You know, and that that started to change. You didn't want to get married because your parents. Were yeah, and so I also much. just thought it was BS, and I thought, who cares? Like, if I love someone for the rest of my life, I'll love someone for the rest of my life. And then something just changed in me, and I was like, you know what? He said to me something great. He was like, look, even if it doesn't work out, I will have wanted to have that experience with you. Like, let's try this marriage thing and see if it works. Right. And like, how long you know, have you been married? Two years. Oh, We've been together. Okay nine and a half or something like that so it was like six or seven years yeah and it took a while and like you I mean, do after it, you six or seven years term. there's really you exactly know, there's nowhere else to, it's like you, it's an you're excuse to throw a party married. yeah right. you're married and had, anyway and it's a great party like the only time people get together are for funerals and weddings and i hate weddings but when it's your own and like everyone's paying attention Love to you funerals. it's great right <laughs> yeah i'm more pro funeral this day <laughs> pro funeral Oh, yeah. Did you sense a change in the relationship once you got married? No. Nothing. Not no. after all that time. Six or but seven years. But then you years, hear people who, married. You hear stories of people who went out for a long time. They lived together to get married and divorced like six months later. Yeah, but, but, I've had friends do that yeah. too. But it's, you know, you have friends that fucking have been with their girl six or seven years. And then you're like, dude, you know, you're married. And, and they are adamant about the fact that they're just like, what is the diff? What? Well, they still in what, the back of their the mind party? have a way out. Right. That but, title. And the ceremony sometimes it is it, what exactly. screws it up. Is that it's too, now it's official. It puts too much something on it. And I, I think know. sometimes those big ass weddings screw it up too because now it's all eyes then on you. Then you're broke and you spend all this money. money. Uh, <laughs> that year of uh, kills uh, me. That year of figuring out, uh, you know, it, relationships. This was explained to me years ago when I was a bigger mess than I actually am now, which is saying something. Um, they're supposed to be fun. I mean, they are work, as you said. They really ideally, end up being that. ideally. And then here it is. You're about to make this big step where you're saying, yes, this is the only relationship I ever want now. Um, this is who I want to spend my time with and have fun with the rest of my life. But for the year before that happens, <laughs> red velvet cupcakes? Or what are we going to have at the wedding? Right. Which uncle isn't making the cut? Um, which one of your friends? Uncle. You're yeah. not inviting. Oh, some of them ain't fucking coming, dude. No, not at 100-something bucks a plate. No, the one who called me fat at my mom's <laughs> right. funeral, he's fucking out. <laughs> You're, you're not, out, Tom. You're not worth we planned in three months and we didn't fight. That's the other thing. I think like you, you can do everything on your own terms, and if you don't think marriage is important, don't do it. But if it's important, or if yeah. for some reason you get an, I, I don't think there's a logical reason to get married. I wasn't like, oh, I logically think it's time to get married for t well tax purposes. But yeah. but I was just don't suddenly like, oh, purposes. I get it. I want to do that. Let's do that. You know, it and you can right. do it on your own terms. That's all you have to do. I mean, that's that's it. Take that girl to Coney Island. Find that girl. <laughs> Find girl take her to Coney We're taking Island. you to right. Coney Island to meet you a, a nice girl tonight because that's where they hang out. In my do? mind, the bigger step is having a kid. Yeah. yeah. That really make, takes really? it to a whole new level. You yeah. know what's so funny? I'm cool with that. I got two chicks in mind. 
<laughs> have kids with John? I would straight have kids with him. Right now? Like, I'm almost. Like, I'm I, I'm telling you, man, I'm that close. The, I'm, I got a couple of deals pending. If Are you deals, trying with both or just or one at a time? No, it's probably, a race. Or to see one of them's here, the other one's in L.A. Oh, but I would, if, if, if either like one it. of them said, yo, dude, I'm pregnant, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even flinch. Really? Yeah. Really? I'd be like, oh, okay. I would text her right back. Oh, cool. I'm at a podcast. Hit you in a minute. Right. <laughs> As you Just should give say. Just wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't even phase me. Yeah, that should be your first it response. You're me. about to be a father. Yeah. Hold on. I'm on right. a podcast. Yes. I'm, I'm doing lust for life. Hit you back in a minute. Yeah. I wouldn't even flinch. This is for the interwebs. Yeah. Give me a minute. Yeah. And then we'll worry about naming our baby. But like sitting, like kicking think, it with the same person forever. Do you think there's like anything daunting. to be said about the kid growing up in like the traditional family unit? I don't think so. No, I think I think that that I think that that was a, another social construct that has fallen by the wayside. I hmm. think that my friend will probably have more more friends that have a parent and a step parent than they will two parents who've been together for fucking. But still, 40 they got years. two parents in their household. Even if it's a step I parent. think that I think it's that whoever like I think whoever my York. I think my kid will probably have two parents in the you know I mean these chicks are hot chicks so if I don't step <laughs> up, if I don't step up you're to the plate somebody will someone's gonna yeah step there'll in. be some fucking goofball sitting there some. I love that you're gonna lock them in with a kid mm-hmm. instead of no I'm just saying I'm just saying this chick is hot I better make a baby with I better her. lock her in no, no, it has it has nothing to do with hotness like hot we get hot chicks like that's not even that's not no that's not that doesn't weigh into the equation I'm just saying that. Um, you want to be with someone who's beyond that, that you trust to raise your kid if should things not work out between you and the person. Yes. But you're not even in a relationship with her. But we are. I mean, I'm cool with these chicks. Wait a minute. This is really ballooned all of a sudden. It was like, I'm cool. I'm them. alone. I'm, I'm going to walk right. alone. No, no. I mean, we're friends. <laughs> like, I mean, we're not in a, in a relationship. I mean, you, like I said, lives in LA. You so were singing the friends. White Snake lyrics we're, earlier. Here I, I go am. again. And now all of a sudden it's like, we're cool. I now what? I got to make a deal with her with the what? baby. What the fuck's going on here? I would. And how does this I'm tie to you're I the have. worst on FX every Thursday night? Yeah, just let's just say the name once in a while. So this is all like. So we bring it back. I'm curious. What is the drive for you to have a kid what do you what what do you what, what is i it? don't know like i'm getting to the point that i'm like i think i'm cool with having a kid plus i don't want to fucking have a kid when i'm fucking 60 or 70 oh, that's you, know, you don't want to be that dude no you want to be like tony randall he yeah. did that it was the best he was dead six years later before he could see the kid doing drugs knocking yeah, people up man, it was great. i'm not trying to do that so i mean I'm, I'm comfortable with having a kid i just like the thought of like being with somebody like forever is just like that you know you're gonna be with the kid forever yeah. So <laughs> I so, so, that didn't stop my dad. Yeah, Let's be honest true. about that. So, so, I, so I would like to that I would like to, I would like it to be with a rational of some a woman that I think I could get along with forever. But you don't have the problem of being tied down to the kid. Only the mother. I don't I don't know that I want to be tied down to the mother. I just don't I'm not sure that I just don't I'm not sure that I'm cut out for that. You I love how you're looking at this like you're Tom Hagen in The Godfather. You're doing with logical decisions yeah, like you're man. I, I'm trying to be logical. How about this? Would you have a relationship with a woman who has a kid? And would you build a relationship with that kid? Would that fulfill your? I could. Kid I could have a relationship with a kid. I think that. Does it right, have to be yours? I think that right. It doesn't have to be mine. But I think that right now it's tough because of my. I don't. I don't even want to call it. It is borderline selfish. But it's just that I don't fucking have any responsibilities. So if you have a responsibility, that's always going to be a reason why you can't hang out. You can't. So mm-hmm. that's a little tougher for me. Women with kids because that's always their that's priority. A yeah, should you know what I mean, and it should be, and it should be. be. But I wouldn't. Yeah, but are we all selfish when we're fucking single? Like you in our schedule. I'm the giving tree. I'm Shel Silverstein. I just give to everyone. I'm going to give up my shoes to people on the streets. I don't believe that for a hot goddamn second. How dare you, sir? But I could. Yeah, I could. I could. I could. How about adoption? Get with a chick. Adoption. Adopt a kid. Um. Let, let him start by adopting if me. If I adopted a kid, I would adopt a kid that was around 15. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're out of the house teach, for three fucking teach, years, John. Teach, teach him to play ball. ball. Exactly. Teach him to play ball. Go to his college games. That's my boy. Go to his college <laughs> right. He has to already be an athlete being right. recruited by Division right. I. He's, he's got to be six feet tall already. Kid, are you thinking about having children? No. I, I'm terrified because I am selfish right now. I, I'm with you. Thank I, you. I want. I work really hard to get the life I have. 
high at cash. I don't know if I'm going to give it up. You're the worst. She's You're the worst. You're, You're the worst. worst. You're the worst. <laughs> FX. On FX, baby. I would give the time, I, but everyone just watches it on DVR. So I don't even I know. I just you guys got to watch like within three days on FX. I watch it. Just in three days. I usually. For ratings purposes. For ratings purposes. Yeah. We're watching. I'm, I'm going to blast it out. What, yeah, we're uh, going to blast it out. What time? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know because I usually do gigs. Then I go to cabin and drink tequila. And then I on eat Thursday. late. And then I have another drink. And then about three in the morning, I come in. And one of the roommates will be walking. Oh, you should watch this what shit. Time? And I, could, I turn on the DVR, baby. It I is am. at 10.30 at night. 10.30 at night. On FX after married. So I'm within three hours. I'm watching it. You're saying three Good. days. I'm Good. within three hours. That's bonus points. I, that. I wow. just bought cable for it. <laughs> I didn't have cable. You didn't have cable. Wow. That happens. Once you're on cable, you should have cable, I think. Yeah, no. I think it's, I think it's important. <laughs> if I'm going to ask people to watch, exactly. I better watch too. Thursdays at 10.30. Yeah, That's Thursdays it. at 10.30. On FX. You're on the FX, worst. dog. You're the worst. Everybody needs to watch that. So we're gonna we're gonna do something Thursday. Yeah, we're all gonna have a viewing party. We're have a viewing party <laughs> up here because I'm working here all night. Um, yeah. let's discuss this. So you've been acting. You started out here, right? You're yeah. New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, no, I grew up in San Francisco, but um, oh. yeah, but I've lived in New York for a long time now, so I consider it home. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, New York or San Fran? If you had to pick one. New York. Wow. wow. I do. I Back love New York. I, well, <laughs> I, I I love San Francisco, but San Francisco that I grew up in doesn't exist anymore. I mean, things change so yeah, fast. I Denver, go back. I don't even... The Denver that I grew up in yeah, is gone. That's what I'm saying. So it's hard to choose a city that you've never lived in as an adult. Yeah. Whereas they, like they, New York, this is my life. They, they bulldozed the, uh, the apartments and the projects where I grew up. It's Jeez. all gone. Wow. Like, it's literally gone. Like, it's wow. not like, oh, everything's changed. Like, no, it's gone. So, yeah, it is tough to go back home when the home's not there anymore. Yeah, and I love San Francisco. I go back and I visit my family, but all I see is family. I rarely spend like, hang time out. hanging out in San Francisco. Like what changed, though? Like a cultural type thing? I, money. It's just so rich now. I mean, granted, really? New York is yeah. incredibly expensive as well. But, uh, you know, I know how to live here because I have lived here. That's Whereas, like, San Francisco, like, everything got cleaned up. Everything's Silicon Valley money. It's just, it's a different town. And I'm sure there's amazing stuff that if I lived there, I would discover. Yes. But it feels it feels a little um, uh, Disneyfied all of a sudden when you go back after you haven't been there in a long time. What's the thing? I'm the opposite. I'm from Vegas, and I grew up hating it. Mm -hmm. And now when I go back, they've actually made it more cultural. Like, mm -hmm. it was no culture. You go to downtown Vegas now, it's awesome. It's like the Lower East Side from like 20 years ago. You can see like the John Spencer Blues Explosion, get stabbed, be sold crack, <laughs> get stabbed. and meet a cool girl with better record collection than you. It's One like night. awesome. That, that's why that's I'm, just that's, Monday. That's so why wait till Saturday, baby. <laughs> take her to Coney Island. And then, <laughs> take her to Coney Island. <laughs> they are building a Coney Island in Vegas in now. Vegas. It's going to be exciting. Have, uh, you, have you been acting your whole life? Yeah, I started in high school because my mom was like, they didn't give us money for the private high school and I don't want you to get beat up because you're very small. So pick mm. a, pick something for the arts high school. And I ended up picking acting. And um, I did that through high school and then I went to college for it um, and then came here and got a waitressing job. <laughs> That's oh. how it all And now you're the worst. Started. And my one, my one of my first waitressing jobs Close. was at Chat and Chew, which closed two weeks ago. I walked by and it's closed. I don't know where Devastate. that's at. 16th and Union Square West. Oh, shit. It was I around for like 20 years. Oh, I do know that place. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Well, yeah. you, you feel bad because you liked... You didn't like working there when you were there, though, right? No, I mean, of course, I'm so happy to not yeah. have to do that anymore. But there was something honest about being a waitress. I loved, like, going in and making my money and leaving with my money and not thinking about the job, you know, right. when it was over. Like, you know, I worked my butt off, and I didn't want to do it anymore. But I don't have any sort of judgment about it. I'm like, that's what you do. You go and you work until you can do the thing that you really want to do. Do you remember the moment when you quit waiting tables? Because that was a big deal for me. Like that was huge. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, like, it's so, it's so great, isn't it? It's like you're like well, I weaned myself off, so I was like still working off Broadway and too scared to give up the day job. Yeah. So I was working at Cowgirl Hall of Fame in the West Village, with the nicest people ever, and like they treated me with respect. There was not a lot of frustrated ambition. It was people like I'm gonna make my money, then I'm gonna travel, I'm gonna do whatever I want, and um, I remember I I got a job out of town, and they were like. You can't keep doing this, Aya. And I was like, okay, I'll give it up. So it was sort of, hand. yeah, they didn't fire me, but they were like, you know, there are people who need this, and you're now working like one day a week. So, and did then, you wean yourself off? Yeah, there was like a good year where I was like, um, every couple of weeks asking people if I should like quit. 
And what were you doing? I was waiting tables. On the way shopper. out? Really? Yes. Yeah, oh, shit. It it's got terrifying, right? You're like, I don't know when my next job is. I better wait tables. Yeah, and I could see my, my grandfather raised me looking down going, dummy, it's free money. You do whatever you want. Because it got to, there was like a two-month span where I worked maybe five shifts. Mm-hmm. And two, just giving up shit, showing up going, yeah, man, you, you're here to pick up late. I'm going to go back to bed and uh, do this comedy thing. And... I just remember like thinking, oh, it's free money. But then they were giving me the business come like holidays. They weren't going to let me go home. They were like, well, probably not. We need you. I'm like, I've been here for years. And I had an audition right around there on a Friday. And I go, you know, dude, this is a sign. I'm going to go in there and write, I ain't working on Maggie's farm no more. And I did. And that's it. And it felt good. It's a big deal. But now with you. It's a big deal. Did you know, like, and I had like a good year where I knew I was making money as a comic, so it was already there. Yeah. Were you though scared at all? Did you were you making enough at that point, and you were just kind of keeping it to keep your foot in the real world for a minute? I was making enough, but enough for me was not a lot. I mean, I, I, you know, my mom had no money growing up, yeah. and I never noticed. Like, you know, we lived a good life, even though she didn't have money. And so, like, I really was very frugal and, and lived on nothing and paid, you know, $500 in rent was my rent. Yeah. And, you know, well, live with five, roommates. 575 yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, so you, you can do that, and you can sort of live. So I lived like that for a while, and then... Um, I got, you know, TV is where all the money's at, you know, those law and orders. Thank God for those law and orders. So I was like, oh, my sister was killed by the girl from Modern Family. Uh, you know, <laughs> but that, you know, that, that changed my life. Add so some I zeros in the bank by. right there. Yeah, it's good money. I still get like little tiny residual checks. College has changed mine. Colleges? Yeah. Oh, you start doing those. Once I started doing schools, yeah. Then I was living a good life. Then it was time to start popping some ecstasy and really party. (laughs) With all those college kids. And working on that second uh, time you went to intensive care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had a a fucking job telemarketing. Telemarketing was your thing. But when you, yeah, but when you stop, man, the day that you fucking are like, I can just do comedy. It was a big deal, right? It's 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 huge. The relief. That's the goal. Hold on. I just want to go back. Is ecstasy still called ecstasy? Or is it called Molly? Yeah, it's Molly now. Yeah, that football I player. I just recently heard this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. wow, that, that means I'm getting old when a, I don't know what drugs are called. I think there's a difference, but it was hilarious last night watching Keith Olbermann say an NFL player was busted for dropping Molly. It was like, <laughs> this is terrific. Dropping Molly. I don't know, dropping is dropping? Dropping Molly. Yeah, each, I love that each drug has like, this one's tripping, this one's oh, dropping. They're all guys who don't know what it is. This one's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you bring up a good point about living in your means and that. Like, people don't get it. Like, everyone's like, to live in New York City, you have to have this much money. It's not good for the poor. I um, have enjoyed my life out here. It gets tough at times. I am not rich. But then when you get anything, anything, you feel like you're rich. Like, when I had the warm-up job for, like, six months, you're like, I'm buying rounds. And I probably should be stacking money around. Are you hungry? Come on, man. Let's go to Vasuka. Like... It's like, oh my God, this is I'm getting a paycheck and I'm doing gigs. This but is I, the highest but living I, like you score anything, right? You get one TV yeah, roll, you're and like, when you Oh work, my God. When you work in the industry of restaurants, you also know where to go to get the free drink. You yes. can live good. But I think but I think still though that you're 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 talking about the business that we're in. And generally when people are talking about living in New York. Yeah. We're we're, we're the entitled. Right. We're the because we're working towards something that is so much bigger. That yeah. it's gonna pay us some of money where it just doesn't fucking matter after a while. But you know even, what I mean? even if not, if you're doing what you love, if you're acting, if you're doing but comedy saying, and you're but getting most by, most people are not. Yeah, well, most so people are trying to scrape by. Right. You know, as so a dishwasher, those are the people that's they're talking the about. Poor, yeah. Right. Those are the people they're <laughs> yeah. talking about. You're talking about people who are fucking gonna go on do fucking shows on FX. But like, not all of us are going to. I don't know. Well, well what's then going this on is a tough me. town. Then maybe this was the best I got. But I'm still what I'm trying to tell people is it's been if a good you, fucking run. I'm gonna yeah. get paid doing what I do, baby. If you had to keep that goddamn waiter job for 20 years, New York wouldn't be so awesome to you. And the rent kept right. going up. No, I could have had the same job back in Vegas and been middle class, son. <laughs> I was culinary union when I moved out here. Margaritaville, DJing on the weekends, middle stand up class, on the weekends, baby. throwing money in the air, burning it, playing no, Ice Cube records. But I think John's point is when you're doing that but building towards something right. else, it's not so bad. But imagine you're yeah. doing that and you just have nothing else in and life. And nothing else is coming. And then you go home and right. you're like, this is my foreseeable For future. 30 years. Right. Like that's a little different. Bro. Boy, once again, it came back to suicide with us. <laughs> 
Justin, and you sons of bitches. All it takes a fucking... Let's talk about the poverty issue in America. Oh, my God. Um, You're the worst every Thursday, 10.30 FX. One more... We got to get I out of here. She has an audition, which is awesome. Very nice that you came in before this. Yeah, I still need to hustle. It's not like I got it all taken care of. You got a little breathing room, though. That's all we ask for, right? That's all it is. But she's not Biggie Smalls right now. It's not Mansions and Benzies yet. It's coming, though. It's coming. Um, you were in Wolf of Wall Street, which is an amazing movie. We did like an episode talking about it, like right after. Yeah. I, I love it to death. Um, and what's crazy is even before I knew this show came out, right? Like you, I saw it on Christmas with my cousins because I always go with my cousins to see a movie on Christmas. A good family movie. Yes. I mean, it started four <laughs> years ago, the tradition with Tron and has escalated to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, <laughs> Django. And to Wolf of Wall Street, I think I have lost privileges because I'm the older one. Good I think they're family done. Family movies, baby. Even yeah, though these, exactly. most of these kids are in their 20s, they're all kind of good kids, really mm-hmm. nice kids. And like, did, did that opening scene was cocaine out of an asshole? Okay, this is crazy, Jamie. Why are you bringing us this? But uh, the next day, I'm hanging out, having some drinks with the family, and we were discussing uh, the assistant. You played Jordan Belfort's assistant, and we're mm-hmm. like, man, she was hilarious. That I mean, that's amazing because that's full of just all these like big time actors. Like you really to stand out in that film is awesome. Oh well, thank you. It's amazing. Your character's hilarious in that. I it was an amazing experience. I I did uh, read like six books on set. I was there two months, and I I like would be behind the boom guy, and they're like, "We might catch you in this shot," and I'd be like, "Well, you'd have to reshoot." And I just, <laughs> but it was amazing to just sit on set and listen to everybody. I mean, that was a that was very cool. It's like a learning experience, right? Yeah. Well, and and just super fun. I mean, I'd never done anything like that. I'd never done a movie like that, and to get to do that movie with those people was amazing. And to keep my clothes on was awesome. Yeah, everyone else was naked. <laughs> yep. Everyone, everyone else. else was naked. I think I was naked in that movie, and I wasn't <laughs> in the movie. You were probably naked <laughs> in the theater the with theater, your family. Right? Yeah. I was row nine with cousin John, That's and why Nick, you and can't Chris. Take your cousins out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you get a movie choice. Because you get naked in the theater. James, put your pecker away. <laughs> it's Christmas for crying out loud. But I'm half Jewish. I could do what I want. <laughs> Yo, Aya, let me ask you this: When yeah. did you feel the boat starting to leave the dock? You mean like career? Yeah, Mr. Metaphor up in this bitch. That. Do you know what I mean? Like, when did you feel like, okay, this shit is it's it's starting to work now for I sure? Mean, you know, the truth is, I didn't have big dreams starting out. I wanted to work in regional theater and do Shakespeare, and so like every success felt like this is it. I probably had a lot more confidence for like things that nobody else thought were cool. Like I was like, I'm gonna go do Ophelia in Roanoke, Virginia, non-equity, and I'm badass because of it. <laughs> So I really feel like every step has been like a huge accomplishment. I did a play called The Pain in the Itch at Playwrights Horizons, and I really feel like that changed my whole life, and that's when I started to make money. And when was that? 2006. Oh, that's when the boat, that's when in your that's mind when, Yeah, you that's like, when I feel like things changed in terms of I just had access to things in a different way, and that play was great. And I really love doing it. And um, I think that sort of started things off. But that just goes to show you, that's 2006. We're 2014. That's eight years later. And I'm the lead of a television show. And that some people are watching, hopefully more and more. Yeah, but you so know, what? And that's, lead, a huge, but, but, but that's a podcast. huge accomplishment. But that's eight years. And people think like, oh, you just come here and you become... You know, you get whatever you want if you're talented. And I know much more talented people than I am who are still waiting tables. So Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, to, to, to say I'm the lead of a television show is something that 99.99% of people will never, ever. Mm-hmm. That's a big fucking deal. Completely. And something that I actually really like. Because let's be honest, I would have done anything because I like to make a living and I want to be doing this and I'm grateful to work. But to get to do something I really love for a lot of money and for best. like you know to be the lead of a tv show is amazing no i'm super super grateful you can't argue with that good place to stop look at that yeah. don't you love when look, it happens on an up note on an up i'm note. so grateful, grateful. <laughs> <laughs> here's She's the thing so grateful we are going to do the go around You're for the plugs Aya, and so anything could happen in the plug someone would be oh, like right. check out my twitter if you don't i'm going to hang yourself. myself <laughs> oh no uh, too soon or, too soon or i'm going to put heroin soon. in my toes like the lead character in what the nick the that's right i'm dropping new shit on this oh. and then i'm going to wear a long sleeve shirt all week long <laughs> sleeves i have to plug myself with heroin needles 
Um, go ahead, plug whatever you want. I, I have a feeling you're going to plug oh, a I television think, show I on FX. I think you know what I'm going to do. Do it! My name is Aya Cash. I'm on You're the Worst on FX, 10.30s on Thursday. Biatch. Mm-hmm. You want to throw social medias? Yeah, because uh, it can't be found on here. I was trying to find tweeter, her on Instagram. My Twitter. I'm Twitter. I just got Twitter. I don't got Facebook. I don't got really? Instagram. You don't? I just got Twitter. Because she's sticking it to the main I, I was wow. on Facebook for a long time, and I was on it way too much. And I had to. I didn't trust myself. I would just go on it all the time. So I. And I it was it was wasting time. And I don't miss it. So highly recommended leaving Facebook. Wow. Uh, my Twitter is maybe Aya Cash. Maybe dog. Maybe. Maybe. There Aya is no Cash. maybe. Maybe. Definitely maybe, which is a great <laughs> album by Oasis. Mm. Yeah, dropping that. Um, Benji, plug away, baby. The best of BS on Twitter, but check out all of the Stand Up New York Labs podcast. Promo code LUST for all our fans out there in Canada. Come half off tickets to all the shows, but go to standupnylabs.com, check out all the podcasts, spread the word, spread the love, and uh, don't kill yourself. Don't. There you go. That's a God, good way. You guys are awful. Man. No, he said don't. I said don't kill yourself. Fine, awful. kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kill this yourself. isn't Heather's shit, <laughs> man. Johnny, go get him. Boy. Yo, it's your boy John Laster. Uh, real John Laster. Um, fucking Facebook, Twitter, because my Facebook is filled up, and people have been bitching about that. You for, need a likes page for a couple months. I know, so it's overrun it. But hit me, real John Laster. Yeah, hit me on the likes page, real John Laster. And I'm never on Twitter. I'm sorry, but uh, no tweeta. No tweet Hit your boy on Instagram, though. I do fuck with that. Uh, Real John Laster. Instagram. Real John Laster. My dude. Hi, I'm James L. Mattern. You can find James L. Mattern on, on the Twitter. Twitter. And the Facebook. I'm not with the Instagrams, but I, I'm going to. Really? I you got to get with it, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, I'm gonna. That's where we're all at now on Instagram. Well, maybe I'm different, dog. It's now where everyone Maybe is. Maybe I'm a rebel, I was baby. Yeah. Yeah, more fun. Go. Their life is much more interesting than you. That's what Instagram we got is. Pictures. Well, I do. I used to do a lot of photography, so Instagram felt like cheating, or Ooh. like I don't know. You just add a filter, and everyone's a photographer. If you're not cheating, you're yeah. not trying, baby. Like the quote Yogi Berra. Okay. Was that Yogi Berra? Was that? Know. Are you on Instagram at all? all? Right, I gotta go pretend to speak oh, Spanish. Oh, yeah, she gotta go. She's gotta go. Okay. Look at. See, this is what happens. We do the end, and then it just wait. Let's take a picture. We will. Group photo. Mad love to catch a Tory, Chris Flanner, my dude. He's an executive producer now. That's my dude right there. Ooh. Mad love Chris, come to Donnie, Gabe. <laughs> We're still on the goddamn marriage, John. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> to Super Tramp, to Minnesota, John Fatigate. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. Uh, Mad love to everyone who helped the show. Uh, until next week, my peoples. Be who you is. Y'all worth a million in prizes. Holla! Holla!